0: You are listening to the Amoda Ma podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamaa.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the summit, Know Yourself Simply As This. And I will introduce you to Amoda Ma. Welcome. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, Susan. My pleasure.
0: Thank you. And uh, you're here to talk about the truth, our true nature, and (laughs) you're a non-duality teacher or guide, and you've been that for a long time. You're originally from England, but you're living here in the U.S., and you've written a couple of books, and I've read both of them. I've also seen you up here in Seattle when you've been up here before the COVID for retreats, and It was absolutely beautiful. So I have invited you and I want to show you one, your book here. That's the newest book and it's falling open in a world falling apart. So, um, it's absolutely beautiful. Like it's, it's a must read, I would say. So I will, I will start asking a question about falling open, um, what what is the falling open and openness? I, I I use the the
1: phrase falling open as a metaphor for What happens in awakening in awakening out of the dream of separate self um, It feels Energetically, as if we fall open, as if there is a falling open. The falling is a metaphor for surrender, for the end of any holding onto identity or self or structure or knowing. Yeah, it's a falling into the unknown or as the unknown and openness is what remains. Um, It's in some ways, there's a falling apart, there's a falling apart of the structure, the psychological structure of self. And that's why um, awakening is often described as Sometimes it can be a, a, a blissful experience, but very often there's a great terror that, that, that arises when we're just at that edge, yeah, just standing at the edge of self and uh, perhaps it's experienced as a, um, a kind of abyss, an abyss of being, but it's also an abyss of unknownness and a great existential terror arise there, arises there. So it's as if at that edge, something is falling apart but actually when when there is surrender when surrender happens when surrender takes place at that edge it's more of a falling open rather than falling apart Mm. because openness is our true nature that's what remains yeah when everything when everything that's um false everything that's constructed on thought and concept and belief and uh, what has been inherited as as conditioning, when all of that is seen to be a false construct of self, then what remains is openness. Uh, We can also call that openness unknownness. It's as if the self no longer has has a platform to stand on and that it's the most glorious experience or the gl- most glorious um, revelation, but it can also be the most scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see how it can be scary too, because it feels like, yeah, the, the world falls apart at the same time, or you fall apart, right? Or the one you think you are falls apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the, the openness, you, you really have to be open to everything, the the love and the bliss and the terror. Yeah, there's, there's two ways
1: of, <laughs> in some ways, looking at this or approaching it. There's the openness that reveals itself when awakening takes place. Yeah, and when that openness is revealed to to be all that remains then there's no choice really but to meet life from that openness, as that openness, because you are that, yeah? So in that, in that sense, it becomes a choiceless choice. The other side, yeah, or well, the other way of approaching it or seeing it or coming to it is in some ways to practice openness. In order to come to know your to know yourself, yeah. Now it's it's kind of you can't really practice openness, but you can turn your attention to it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's often heard that you can't really do anything to wake up; is it just happens, and um, there's no doing in it. But but in a way, maybe yeah, you can pay your attention to. That openness and then maybe that's all you can do really (laughs) yes yeah
1: yeah i mean it's not it's not a cause and effect it's not linear you can't do something in order to create or cause awakening you can't even do surrender in order to awaken but you can turn your allegiance towards surrender towards openness towards tenderness in the in the detail in the everyday interaction with everything that is without the goal without the destination of waking up because that'll take place like um like when a root a fruit ripens on the tree it'll it'll happen naturally you can't force it but you can if you like turn yourself towards the sun towards the light so that the fruit ripens and that's an ongoing i prefer rather than the word practice it's an ongoing allegiance but it does require some conscious attention a conscious intention without that then nothing ever changes there's no transformation
0: Mm, yeah i see yeah so it's kind of you're open to it (laughs) yeah and and so the the truth we are like knowing ourselves, knowing yourself is actually knowing that openness yes Yes, yeah, and in a way that is very simple because that openness is open to all as it is here and now. Yes, that's right.
1: Yes, which means that is the end of fear. (laughs) Yeah, it is the end of um, problems. It is the end of resistance. That doesn't mean that fear may not arise again, or that all the human experience doesn't arise. That continues to arise because it's a backlog from the past. Yeah, as the as the nervous system starts to unwind, yeah, um, then then those feelings may still arise. But even in meeting fear, even in meeting what might be a seeming problem. That's okay too. <laughs> there's no, the, yeah. There's openness even in that. We can meet fear as openness, and and then that that fear dissolves. It's seen to be an illusion, just as the just as the self, the separate self, is seen to be an illusion. Fear is only a thought, a thought about the future, a thought about my, what might happen. When we meet that energetic sense, that feeling of fear. Um, which is actually a visceral feeling, a felt sense, when we meet it as openness, not with another layer of fear, because fear is frightening, <laughs> then it's, it's, it dissolves like a ghost. It disappears or like a cloud.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because you also distinguish between feelings and emotions. So it's almost like feelings is just feeling it as it's happening, and then emotions is when you add a story or you add add a layer to it. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. There's, there's quite a lot of confusion about feeling and emotion, but that's that's exactly it. An emotion is is um, it's really a, again a backlog from the past. It's something that's been suppressed a felt sense, a feeling that's been suppressed, but it's built up a momentum over time. And it has a story attached to it. When it has a story attached to it, like it shouldn't be happening, or I shouldn't be feeling this, or it was wrong for this to happen, or whatever it might be, or this is too frightening to experience, or so I'll push it away. Whatever narratives wrapped around it means that we don't actually feel it. So it gets stored up as um. As a mass of energy, an energy that hasn't been met, hasn't been touched, hasn't been allowed truly to flow, to move, to release itself. So it gets stored up and then something triggers us, yeah, that, that, that ignites the, the story, yes, yeah, sets it on fire, and then the whole emotion bursts out. But that's not feeling. Feeling is a direct felt sense in the moment, in the moment. It has no narrative. It's simply an energy that moves. Yeah. Which means it's fresh and it uh, has nothing to hook into. It doesn't stick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's almost like you can, so the feeling, you can feel into the emotions in a way and that way the emotions are met with the direct experience of feeling the emotion or uh, yeah, I, I, and then it's like the emotion, those emotions are met in the openness. Yes. That love. Yes, it's like the, um, it's as if the past
1: gets met in the present. Yeah, so it's no longer the past and in that it's resolved. It's It moves, it's, yeah, yeah it's met in, in in openness, as openness, and in that it's it, it's come home, it's come home to love. Not because we're loving the emotion, we're not loving the story around it, we're just simply allowing. There's a great kindness, there's a great tenderness in that, and that's the resolution to all problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with the whatever thoughts and beliefs and concepts we have they're also met in that openness. And then they can be seen for what they are, that they are just thoughts. And that's just some part of myself. It's not, I don't have to believe I am the thoughts. Yes, Well, well, when we meet thoughts and beliefs
1: as openness, those thoughts and beliefs tend to have no again sticking place yeah they can't stick to us in openness so we see them for what they are they they've got no landing place they tend to come in as a thought as a concept as a belief but it's sort of like a cloud in the sky it doesn't actually land anywhere it tends to pass through yeah, So we're neither rejecting them and saying, I shouldn't be thinking this, or I shouldn't be believing this because, I don't know, maybe it means I'm not enlightened or whatever the reason is. But neither are we kind of finding, you know, giving them a landing place. So they tend to, it tends to move through us. So um, it's like, we we know as ourselves as that openness not as another belief system but we are that openness so it's kind of everything t- tends to float by if it's real then it's then it's felt yeah if it's real it's 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 an aliveness yeah it feels alive but if it's not real it tends to have nothing to hook into which means that everything even thoughts and beliefs are allowed in in the open space and the open space is kind it's tender it hasn't got any um violence in it it's, it has neither the violence of rejection nor the violence of grasping onto it and, and as openness either as a as a kind of practice or either as a true realization: anything that has violence in it in our in our inner landscape becomes or becomes felt or seen um, or experienced as as very uh, polluting or da- damaging or yeah, it's like not what we want. When we know ourselves as openness, anything that has violence in it in our own Way of interacting or being with it is 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 something to be. It repels itself. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, I mean, it seems like openness is kind of um, that's it. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and and then life lives through you in that openness and. And you, you could say this body mind is kind of a a vessel for life to move through you, or it's and and that's it. The whole person that we be, the whole story and all that is not even real, right? It, it's that's just a story, but the real, the truth, the realness is really the being, uh, the presence, the openness in that in the moment, moment, after moment, after moment, after, as it happens. Yes.
1: And and when you, you know, it's like, um, in this, in this consciousness as openness, if you look back, yeah, which is often quite difficult, but if you look back to how it was, yeah, in the, pre-awake state in the unconscious state even in your own life in your own experience um and in observing others in the yeah unconscious uh, or unawake state you can notice or remember how much of that violence was there yeah i'm just going to go on about this a little bit about violence that violence um manifests as the critic, the self critic. Yeah. And how much time is spent or had been spent believing that critic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the self judgment, the, 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 the one, the kind of voice that says you're wrong, you're not good enough, you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have done that you could have done it better or, you know, that, that, that doubt, yeah, that nagging sense of somehow being unworthy. that is such a prevalent, um, uh, if you like, voice, I would call it a demon in, in humanity, yeah in, in very intelligent, uh, capable um, people. <laughs> yeah I, I look back at myself. and and remember that and how much of one's inner psyche, one's inner landscape, one's relationship to life is spent with that voice overriding many aspects of life and mostly not even being conscious of that. And then when we become conscious of that or aware of that and realizing how that voice is driving so much of our lives, how frustrating or terrifying or burdensome, that is, and how we want to break free of it. And then we want to break free of it by thinking we should become a better person. And, uh, you know, finding somebody to love us or doing something that makes us feel good about ourselves and so on and so on. So so much of human relationship and human behaviour is driven by that. Well, just take when that burden is lifted, which is what we're really talking about. Ooh. Wow, what, what a vast expanse of open space there is, but an open space that isn't a dead or passive um, uh, space, but actually full of aliveness, the aliveness of possibility, the aliveness of new potential, new growth. Uh, new relationship it brings a great depth and a great breadth to the experience of life that was covered over before so this openness isn't just a kind of um nice spiritual idea if you like it's it's got very real impact to, to know ourselves in this way to know our true nature as this openness and to live as this openness has a very practical if you like um, impact on our hum- human lives yeah on our human experience
0: yeah yeah it, it becomes much more alive because you don't have the the one who always describes everything that's going on then because then it's almost like you live as the description or and and mm-hmm. you miss the whole aliveness that's that's um before that right? mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and it never ends either, right? That a life it's it's like you there's never an end to finding your true self or know yourself. It's not really knowable in a way. It's just it's like a, a heart that opens forever, right? <laughs> and there's no end, ending to it properly. Yeah,
1: I, I there's no there's no landing place. There's no kind of um there's no re, reforming of an identity around it yeah which is tempting and can happen <laughs> yeah. yeah but that 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 diminishes the aliveness or the infiniteness of that aliveness the infiniteness of that love yeah it diminishes it so so it, we we have to be just careful in, in a subtle way not to create another self out of that openness so in that way it's unending
0: yeah yeah and and the unknown you, you can never really know what it is either and, and <laughs> because that's again the mind that wants to know right so it's like
1: yeah. it can't become another intellectual concept or another spiritual ideology because that's that's really just going round in a circle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then, as we live as that, then then we're free if, um, in, in the way that we... We're free of the story. We're free of the person we think we are. And we can just be alive as we are. Right? Yes. Yes. I mean, the
1: whole... The, the problem of personality comes to an end, yeah? The problem of, um, you know, my personality, whether I need to fix it or heal it or um, perfect it, that whole problem comes to an end. You, you don't have to work on yourself in that way anymore because you're not concerned for that. Yeah, which doesn't mean that you can just act out in any way, <laughs> you know, but it does give a great freedom because, I mean, I know for myself that I spent many years ago, I guess, all my time, <laughs> most of my time trying to perfect myself because I felt I was imperfect. Um, I just felt my personality was not good enough. Um that I was broken, that I was wounded, that I was unloved, that I didn't you know know how to be in social situations or interactions, that I wasn't good enough in relationship, I wasn't good enough in the world and so on and so on. So, so much was invested in that. And really overnight, um, even though I did a lot of work on myself, but overnight that came to an end when the whole self structure collapsed. And it took me like by great surprise to energetically feel, sense that there was no concern for that anymore. Now, did that mean I became a perfect person? No, but I wasn't concerned for that. But what happened was that some of the, well not some of it, but most of the, all of the awkwardness and self-consciousness and which is really a, a concern with self just evaporated, which means that only a great naturalness, a great ease can can remain. And however that flows is how it flows. It's not for you know, I can't see myself. Only others can see what they see. But what they see is what is a projection anyway. Yeah. So none of it is real in that sense. So all that happens is that life flows through this mind body personality vehicle and and pause through it in any way that it you know that that its own intelligence has there's an intelligence and i'm not in the way of that yeah (laughs) therefore there's no self-consciousness anymore in that sense
0: yeah 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 and and that's the the oneness or the we can call it what we want—presence, awareness, souls, uh, God—or it, but it, it's like that can just fully. Yes, yeah, like we become fully human somehow, right?
1: Yeah, well, it's paradoxical. You 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 become fully human and fully awake in in full awakeness. You become fully human, um, which which really is. Um, I think what Zen is pointing to, <laughs> Zen teachings point to. It's like you, there's a there's a great ordi- ordinariness, uh, and there's a great wholeness in the, in the human experience. You're not avoiding it or um, overcoming it or transcending it. It's very down to earth in that way, and yet there is a complete transformation of consciousness within, not one that elevates you over anybody. Um, but simply sees through eyes that are not the the myopic vision of the separate self of the ego self and that transforms everything transforms everything into love but it's very ordinary as well yeah. and pretty extraordinary when you when you when you look back on on Well, I look back on on my life and and the dream, the dream spell that I was in, in the unconscious state um, and then looking at the mass of humanity, you know, as a generalization and looking at um, the dream spell that the humanity is, in, which is really not knowing oneself. Yeah, not knowing true nature. So it's extraordinary in some way um, and very ordinary in another way. (laughs)
0: yeah 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 it's it's like both and and again as soon as the mind comes in and and put labels on it and so on then it, it's just the mind doing this thing it's not it just is right mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can describe it in so many ways and it'll never really um be it right it's, it'll be the description yeah yeah and is it a natural process too for humans throughout a life that 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 openness happens as we live life? Because you know how we go through a life and different life stages, and we have different losses, different gains, and such. It's it's almost like life also. It it's, it's the path of awakening in a way too. Mm-hmm. It it there seems to be a an a possibility
1: of a natural falling away of the layers of identity or story or resistance and so on that comes with maturity. So, yes, as we mature as human beings, But that's not always the case, as you know, (laughs) there are many people who who reach, you know, a ripe old age and are still, if not more strongly holding on to that ego identity, that self-identity. And that creates a lot of pain for them, a lot of bitterness, a lot of regret. So, yes, it's it's, it's a possibility and it is a natural process, but there has to be some... Uh like I said earlier, some conscious attention to that along the way. Yeah, some 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 conscious um, allegiance towards that openness, towards that surrender, towards that, um, uh, if you like, letting go of the argument with what is, through a lifetime and then it can it can ripen or mature organically but if if that attention isn't there at some point in the life throughout the life then nothing really changes
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i I can see that it's that you you can be so stuck that that and not open at all and and so it's Mm. like oh you can't bloom or you can't
1: yeah. Yeah. And then and then the 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 tragedy in some ways, if if it is a tragedy, is that then death is met with that tightness. Death is met with that violence. Yeah. Not wanting to die, the fear of death, the holding on to life, come what may, the, you know, all everything that surrounds that. And, and I say it's a tragedy because there, there is a great invitation in that in that death. That is inevitable and the, the great invitation is the surrender, surrender into the light of consciousness and then the, uh, the, the, there, there, right there is, is the bliss, there is the bliss of awakening out of the dream of separation. It's offered to us right there at the moment of death and yet that is often so
0: so missed, so overlooked. Mm. Yeah, and there's also the saying to die before you die. <laughs> but that's the death of the ego before the death of the body. Exactly,
1: exactly. It's going to be the death of the ego anyway at the end of life. Um, it's not just the body that goes, it's the the death of the separate self, the identity at some point. it, it The falling open just continues. Um, but that's why when we turn our attention to that, during life itself, whilst we're still alive, then really it's a preparation for death, yeah. mm. and so it makes that that transition or that final—if it is a final—but it seems to be the final letting go or the final falling open. It makes it um, a, 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 again a, a beautiful opportunity for 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 knowing. Yourself, your true self, (laughs) as the light. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, the light of consciousness.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, but it's also beautiful that we don't have to wait till we die. That we we actually here now. We can we can yes open and yes that openness and it organically you could say yes
1: and that's what falling open is. It's it's a a
0: dying before you die. Right, yeah, yeah. Wow, well, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. You're welcome.